this is the second largest group interview I think I've had on the podcast. So yeah, everyone, let's go around this. Let's go around the circle and into the answers. That 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 defines us. We're we're we're, re- <laughs> we're 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 good, but not quite the best. Not quite noteworthy of being number one. <laughs> Thumbs us up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Hello, hello, people of the intersphere of Carl's podcast. Uh, I'm Narlin, uh, and um, introduce myself. I'm one of the one of the creators and co-hosts of the Podcrawl podcast. So you may have heard this lovely voice from. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello fellow listeners of the Intersphere that is Kyle's podcast um, I'm Chris, I knock about a bit do a bit of this, do a bit of that, never you mind none of your business, don't tell the tax man alright, nice uh, Hi Kyle's podcast peeps, listeners um, I'm Gareth and I'm, I'm the third musketeer on the um, Podcrawl podcast pod- He can't even get a again Yeah, I don't, It's like my own phone number I never use it, so I never I don't even listen um, I do listen, I do listen Sorry darling yeah. You better listen The Podcrawl the pod podcast Say it, yeah. say it Podcrawl podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, Carl's joining the marketing team. It's going to be one-to-one lessons. Yeah. <laughs> like oh a Victorian schoolhouse. If you don't get it, Gareth, he's going to whip you with a stick. <laughs> oh, sounds a bit nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you actually whip somebody with a stick? Of course yeah. you can, Shillelagh. Yeah. Don't you hit, don't yeah. Shillelagh. Somebody. It kind of depends, ha- depends on how wet the stick is, though, wouldn't it? Because if it's a dry stick, it's not flimsy enough to be whipped. You're just bashing them. Yeah, uh, this is where we introduce Willow. Yeah, I'm going to say, with your Willow, you're a good man, Arlen, you know. There you go. I'm a man of the forest. <laughs> that's, that's a great beating stick. <laughs> what animal did you get your coat off, Arlen? Where did you get the fur for your coat from? Which animal? Um... This is of the Essex Yeti, nice, nice and tan, nice and orange. There you go, yeah. rare animal. Don't don't go looking for it because it's dead. Then it can't really be rare. Then it's more extinct, and you're the cause of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but... I'm sorry to all my vegan listeners out there, but it, it, he didn't it, eat it. He didn't no. eat it. Don't worry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to be fair, I didn't eat it. It's just, just it, it just lost with my game. What did you do? Did yeah. you yeah. trap it with uh, Chaz and Dave and TK Maxx bargains? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Clearing somewhere and how it came. The uh, corpses just, of Chaz I, I and Dave. Left a, a massive um, sunbed in the woods, and it just kind of fell into it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have a hey dicks, we're gonna have our fucking faces, all the Essex people will see our faces. And you just so massively insulted Essex. <laughs> I'm so used to fine. being massively stereotyped, Gareth. It's fine. Yeah, it's their okay. turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't, how many call centre cent- jokes I'm gonna get from wearing this bloody mic <laughs> in the comments? It's gonna be outrageous and I can't wait to read them. <laughs> Question: um, How did you guys actually come together, and when did you form the trio? Um, 
we we officially met once at their work in the tanks the tape modern but the first time we sort of came together in an erotic manner i would say was uh, about about half six in the morning going to watch didcot power station get demolished yeah, yeah. That, i always yeah. count that as the birth of this entire thing it started know, sure out it was. um where i was at a stag in bristol and for some reason gareth was also in bristol and we somehow managed to coordinate our parties to be at the same bar at the same time. And I saw him walk in and he, he, he was already quite merry. I was drunk as hell. Yeah. And I met his wife for the first time and she was like, oh, you know, Didcot Power Station getting demolished. So we really have your wife to thank for this, Gareth. Yeah, that's And true. then she said uh, that she's away for the weekend doing science in Canada. And she said that you should invite me and Chris to the house and you i saw the yeah. face that you pulled you kind of didn't want to yeah immediately you didn't person. want to yeah, yeah. he's like why he's just like why yeah. done this? that's like, my Sweet. weekend yeah. of freedom <laughs> like <but laughs> before rose even finished the sentence days. i was i was messaging chris like oh chris next weekend power station demolishing you in yeah um, in the words yes i'm in yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't think that two young people would come go watch this yeah, yeah, fifty miles out of their way and getting up at half six in the morning to watch Tower Two go down. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Truth is stranger so, than fiction, yeah. Kyle. Sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That that is the burden of this entire trip. So basically, they stole one of my free weekends. Another <laughs> <laughs> work given them. And now they won't leave you alone, Gareth. Well, yeah, basically they won't. I think they've sort of mildly adopted themselves to me. <laughs> this has traumatised him so much he's actually moved house. Yeah. So we, we can't stalk him. <laughs> yeah. <It's> true. <laughs> so, yeah. Nalan and Chris, um, from what I gather from my from my from doing my homework, you two were a part of a theatre group. Was that correct? Chris, you want to tell this? Me, okay, yeah, that is that is correct. These these things are true. Um, these things yeah. are true. We to deny my history. Um, yeah, we, we were in university, and and it was the antidote to the let's all sit around and talk about our feelings and the deeper character motivations and the introspection of this scene. It was like, no, fuck that. We're going to write a play we want to write that makes people laugh. Mm. And um, we took it to Edinburgh straight out of uni, and then we did it again a year yeah. later or two years later. Uh, I think about a year later in London. Yeah, a year later in London, and then the the following summer at last last time's fringe. Mm. Um, so yeah, you wrote another good. one. Yeah, so we took two plays. Yeah, two two plays up, and you know it is what it is. It's good fun, and uh, yeah, you know Edinburgh's like it's a great excuse to get drunk. So. Uh, <laughs> saying that, I also did Edinburgh last year and didn't drink anything throughout the whole month. Good Lord. Well, I know, I know. He, you must have saved a fortune. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, have you actually been to, have you been to Edinburgh at all? Yeah. I mean, I, the I, festival. I did. I did one year where I was, um, where I was teching for two people, Frost and oh, Island. So. Yeah, that was fun. My, sorry, repeat that. Who were you teching for? Oh, Frost and Island. Frost and um, Island. He's actually one of the guests on our second series of podcasts. But no, nice. that was really good fun. Yeah, it was at the Gilded Balloons, so we had access to that bar. Oh. Nice. 
Oh, did, did you get a discount at that bar? Or was it yeah. free? Oh, okay, I, fair. I, yeah, I think it's just a discount, yeah. But it was open until yeah. three in the morning. And yeah, I know. This is what I love there. about the Edinburgh. Yeah, exactly. Like the discount at the bar just make it so affordable. We were saying about like the discounted whiskey that me and Chris were getting, where it's already like, is it like two pound fifty for like a single shot of whiskey? Chris and is gone. With with a twenty percent discount, it's like way way more affordable. And then suddenly you're buying rounds of whiskey, and then it gets very very messy. That was the so, most. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris, that was the most fearful look around I think I've ever seen a man do. What was that about? Yeah. <laughs> I fired him to is, is that is that it? Is, are you in, are you in someone's house and they don't know it? <laughs> don't give the game away. Right? We spoke about this before the recording. All right. <laughs> don't, don't ruin this to me. I've got a good thing going. Yeah. <laughs> no, you no. Know, I, I, I thought there might be trouble in the mill, but there's not. So we're okay. <laughs> trouble in the mill? Yeah, trouble at the old mill. <laughs> wait, hold on. Is this like a 1930s radio serial that you're living in? <laughs> wait, there's trouble in the old mill. Yeah, but Lassie's in the living room and she's fucking livid. The, who, uh, wait, who, who's in the living room? Lassie the dog. I'm about to oh, a shock shit. collar, so she shut right up. So, you know, things are much better now. It's a good investment. I recommend. <laughs> No more yapping, but a lot more dead children. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to write, write, we can turn that into a new play, Chris, Trouble in the Mill. Trouble at the old mill, but last yeah. in shock training, so it doesn't bark when little Timmy falls in. Nine months later, dead kid. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's it. But we make it seem like it's set in, in, in 1930s Britain, but really, when you step, like the whole play takes, in, takes place inside, then the character finally steps out at the end. And they're in 2020 Mill Hill. There you go. Oh my God. That references the film I'm going to talk about, but I'll tell you about that later. Oh, okay. I can't believe you've sold your idea. Nice. (laughs) It doesn't actually reference, but something like that happens. Good film. Did you just say the Gilded Balloon as well earlier? Did you bump into Karen Kopsik at all? I have no idea, man. It was so. Busy. It was so busy. <laughs> it was busy. I mean, to be honest, that was like I, a Vietnam flashback. You know, everybody <laughs> thought it was just laughs and fun, but it wasn't. I mean, those two guys, I didn't do anything. I was the tech, but the two guys from Frosted Island were out every day trying to flyer their show, you know, trying mm. to get people into their show and stuff. It was hellish busy. It really. I know, that's, that's the worst thing about Edinburgh is the competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. That's what I was going to ask you next. Um, what was your overall experience of the Fringe? It depends what you take from it. So, like, if, if you go with the idea that you want to sell shows every day and do that kind of stuff, it can become really hard work. Yeah. But I think when we went up, Chris, we kind of just marketed it towards the people that would seem like they'd care. So it was yeah, just really I mean, easy we, we to get people. We had two very different experiences, though, didn't we? The first time we went up, absolute hellscape yeah with people that watch our show and they turned up to the wrong show coming to watch their daughter and bless them they uh, stayed for the whole show and then when the show finished she went it's very good but we're very excited we were in the wrong room but the second time shout out to sweet venues absolute fucking legends yeah um, they they had people that flyered for us and it was lovely and we filled the room twice. 
in a week. Yeah, run. we did we did market fairly well, but we didn't actually sounds really chitty, but we didn't really fly, did we? Really, not 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 really down the mile like religiously. No, I think we was clever because we 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 didn't really realize it, but we named the show one to one, like one colon one, yeah. and then looking at the tickets online it was just like one of the first shows i assume a lot of people saw that like right at the start they were like oh okay that might that might have, and actually that that did help because when we we did the show and then there was those two two girls that came out and watched the show and loved it then we went to the pub and they're like oh we asked them, what brought you to the show like it was just the first thing we saw on the edinburgh <laughs> ticket site <laughs> so um yeah that worked and then we also shout out to clem russell who designed this poster that was so eye-catching it was just bright yellow with these like kind of weird caricature gormish characters on it yeah it just looked out. really cool it was just yeah it I just stood out bright we yellow learn, we did learn from the first one what what not to do and mm. we did so yeah i would say there was an element of implementation of let's be clever about eye-catching posters on you know what the seas of lampposts are like Mm. and um, play the game on, on the ticket website. Just name it one-to-one. <laughs> You'll be at the front. <laughs> You'll be at the front, yeah. And that's and about it, really. It did that's well. it. You, you really, yeah, you just want to make, well, if, if it's going to be a number, it needs to be number one. Or if it's going to be a title, you need to have, uh, you need to have a certain amount of A's just so it's at the very, very beginning. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, no. Kyle, how do you find it? Because I think, for me, like, I don't know about Narlin, but it's like comedy holiday, like home from home. Like, you can walk along place to place and you see at least three people you know from the circuit and it's like, this yeah. is fucking cool. This is ours. This is our city for a month. This is... That it feeling is, a, is the best. It is the, be- it is the best feeling. And you can just like, run into so many comics that you know who are in the same position as you and that is absolutely amazing however the downside of it is you're a lot of the time you are in competition with your the people that you're friendly with on the circuit so you're trying to get everyone else's audience with this but it is still it's a masterclass that's what it is it's a masterclass in promotion and uh stamina i guess because what you're trying to do well you're performing there for whether it be a week or a whole month you're you're doing a whole you're doing a whole you're doing the whole run for that and oh they just removed the 40 minute time limit so they clearly they clearly great thank you um I've completely forgotten what I was saying. Um, <laughs> uh, competition and stamina, that's what we were on. Yeah, yeah so a competi- is, it is a true, it's a true lesson in competition and stamina. No, not competition and stamina, well, not really competition, but like marketing and stamina and organisation. Um, yeah, was, definitely. It's, it's, like a, yeah. it's a way to like understand how to like brand yourself because that's like the new way of pitching tickets now, right? It's like mm. you need to really have an understanding of what your show is about or like yeah. yourself as a performer to then Ooh. get why people should come watch you. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think Basically. as well, we speak from quite a lucky position. I could not do alone. Like, I guess you went up to sell your individual show, Kyle. Um, no, I did a three. I did a three header. I'm definitely not. In oh, I was, cool. Um, I was like a year and I was only like a year, like two years in, maybe two years in. So I was definitely not in a position where I was going to be 
bringing up my first out, my first debut hour to Edinburgh. To Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, uh, one of the comedians I did it with, Duffy Connors, right? He was doing our show with three uh, three head of myself and Charlene Johan, and then an hour afterwards, he was going off and doing his own solo show, which I thought was wow. which he, he said he would never ever do again. So it was absolutely mental. But I was amazed by him who that he was able to do that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. To be fair, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Gav, how did you find doing the, not the performing side of Edinburgh, but the technical side of it? I mean, it was quite, <laughs> it was quite good fun because I didn't have to worry about anything. So mm. I was, I just went up and just plugged in, did the sound effects for mm. the show. Um, so I'm trying to remember because it was so many years ago and I was just along for the ride. So I okay. wasn't even, yeah, you know, I didn't have to think or anything. How did you manage to get, good. how did you manage to get that role though? Oh, because I was already working with them, I was doing the tech, because ah. they had a tech-heavy set, loads of sound effects and stuff, mm -hmm. so I was already doing that in London with them, So they got the gig up there. So. Okay, and what is the Gilded Balloon like to perform in? I've, been, I've seen, I went to see Ed Burner when I was doing it, when I was doing Edinburgh, but what is it, how yeah. easy is it a place to figure out electronically? Oh, it was, it was really easy. They just yeah. have a sound desk that I plugged into. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to remember because it was like, God, how many years ago now? Seven years, I think. Really? So oh, the annals of history. Yeah. <laughs> Seven yeah. years. Back when it was proper, <laughs> before you guys destroyed it, all you smelly, prepubescent kids showed up. The, um, back when was, you could yeah. do sound no, effects probably... on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I used to be at the side of the stage with my coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> what was the cabbage thing? I think what was Stop that? It. I looked this the no, cabbage. I thought that was like some weird pervy thing. No, but yeah, I do. Yeah. But yeah, I was just sitting here trying to remember it and I can't actually remember it because it wasn't the it drugs. Was just, the drugs. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Um, no, it was I mean, it was just something that I did and I was just along for the ride. So I didn't even put in any effort. You know, I was just sitting there going, Oh, this is a bit boring because they're out there trying to get people into their show and I'm just hanging around all day. But the saying you know, that, I, I've done, me and Chris have done a, a more backstage technical role when we went for the first time in Fringe in 2016 with a uni, with our uni. Cause the, Wait, what uni was mid, that? Middlesex. Middlesex, oh, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so our course, they were like, oh yeah, for one year we're going to take a, make an Edinburgh Fringe venue and just put on stuff. So like, like stuff from you, our uni. Wait, hold on, hold on. You made an Edinburgh Fringe venue. Yeah, so like they, we found this old, what was it, like an old garage, like a, a car garage. garage, and we just yeah, turned yeah. it into a venue. Um, so yeah, the uni kind of pumped loads of money into it. We took all of our technical equipment, which is like proper stuff. And then, um, yeah, we built an, a, a venue in a week. Like I helped build it, and it was such hard work. And then I was also tech in shows. Mm. But like Gareth was saying, it's just so much easier that way because all of the pressure of trying to get in tickets and stuff, you just don't care about because you're just there. Like, well, I'm just here to press two buttons for the so, for an hour. Hey, I press more, you lazy bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's because now it's just space bar, mate, and then that does both the lights <laughs> yeah. and the sound. Like, um, so so how do you go about? Sorry, how do you go about making an actual fringe venue? That's something I think would be quite 
good to hear about, especially because of well the times that we're going to be heading into with Edinburgh, well with whatever Edinburgh looks like. I assume because we we didn't do part of, like the whole book. We just got told that uni's making a venue. Do you want to go help run the show? Basically, mm-hmm. I assume they found a space that they rented from a landlord, and then from there, then they signed up to Edinburgh Fringe. Were like, hey, we want to put on a new venue. Got all that paperwork signed off, and then um, program shows. I guess, Chris, would you agree? Well, I, I was never that was because I was history's afterthought to quote Brian Clough. So I turned up when all the hard work was done and went flyering all month. So I wasn't there for the actual erecting of the venue, but I was there for the dismantling. And was it white? We painted you painted it white, didn't you? The inside of the garage. Yeah. yeah, yeah did yeah. it come? Did it come painted, or did you? Yeah, no, it was already that? painted. You know, it was already painted. Yeah. So I guess a part of the deal they said take all your cars out, clean up the oil, and just gave them a room, and then we erected the stage, the lights, the sound desk, the seating. I imagine. Yep. Yeah. The whole it was like an <laughs> empty room, a nice and we did the whole reception thing. area that we created, and we went to Costco for to get sweets and stock for punters, and mm-hmm. yeah, like it, quite a good idea. But I guess it's the same for the pubs. I mean, it's not quite the intense extent of converting a garage into a venue but they still got to get the whole place set up a little lighting desk and stuff um and i think yeah it's i mean as you know it's expensive oh cost in any way and sometimes i mean i don't know about you but, well no i do know about you nolan best show we've ever seen at the fringe dinosaur play Dinosaur play, best show was, ever. That was pretty much a garage on the other side, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that was a, that was a um, health cafe. Yeah, it was, it was like a massive a... like door thing. It was like <laughs> you're yeah, in yeah. hell. You're, you're, there's <laughs> no escape. If you didn't like the play, there was no escape. So that was the start. That was the first <laughs> alarm like, bells that were ringing. But they're the best because as an audience member, I think okay, the good balloons is quite cool, and. And, and but it's you know what you're getting in the sense of it's a quality act you've paid money you're going to get a good act and you're going to mm. sit in in a, in sort of your roster seating and, and all will be well sometimes it's quite fun to go how the fuck is this a venue what fuck off <laughs> and then be like oh this is this is different this is cool and even if the place shit you've got good stories to tell yeah exactly <laughs> and one that always confuses me is that wine and cheese bar that's supposedly a venue <laughs> next to the Greggs. like i should have gone and see a show in there guys you made it through part one so why don't you click up and go to part two for the rest of this conversation see you there